0: like quite an effort to get up here doesn't it <laughs> okay good morning everyone thank you um, really loved what you shared there Neil um feels a wee bit like a hard act to follow now but um yeah so uh, this morning it's hard to believe that it's been four weeks since Neil and Andrew sat up here having their conversation um but here we are four weeks later Um, And so Carolyn and I are going to be having a conversation this morning. So thank you, Carolyn. I know this isn't necessarily your area of comfort or choice (laughs) to be up here, but thank you so much for agreeing to do that. So just for anyone maybe who's listening in um, online who doesn't know you or anyone maybe who doesn't know you so well, would you just give us a little introduction to who you are?
1: Okay, so I don't think in here I need introduction, but I am Carolyn Dawson. I'm married to Ronnie Dawson. A director of Drop-in Ministries. We have been married for 39 years. Um, we have two amazing children, Neil and Nicola. Um, so, in case you don't know, I'm the pastor's mummy. Um, he doesn't call me mummy, by the way. Just <laughs> I don't want to embarrass him that much. But uh, two wonderful in-laws, David and Judith, and. They have given us eight
0: beautiful wonderful grandchildren so is that all right that's great thank you um so hopefully you have a vague memory of this when i start talking about it but i'm just going to give a little run through um to remind us each week as we go along because i know the week passes quickly and it's, it's not always easy to remember what each week was about so Um, We started off uh, four weeks ago with Neil talking about the idea of um, enchantment or disenchantment and he used the verse uh, from Jeremiah um, that said stop at the crossroads and look Um, and this idea of reconnecting our heads and our hearts with our journey that we're on and um, this walk that we're on. So um, from that Carolyn, was there any spiritual disciplines that you have found helpful in your walk?
1: Okay, so the thing about uh, spiritual disciplines is that you have to practice them regularly for them to be of any benefit. Um, I would say that during the first lockdown, um, I was able to spend a lot more time in solitude, in prayer, in meditation. In many ways, I really enjoyed that. It was a wonderful time of spiritual and physical refreshment. But then eh, I suppose as life gets busier again and we started to get busier and things became a little bit more normal, I would have to be honest and say that I probably struggled again with taking the time that I was able to take before and, and even the time that I did have, um, I filled it just with, with other things that maybe not necessarily bad in themselves but it eh, was a distraction from spending the time in God's presence, which is obviously, it's vital to us all. And it's amazing how quickly we we just slip into bad habits without even realizing it. And so whenever Neil did speak um, about the the losing the wonder and becoming disenchanted, it it really was a wake-up call for me. Um, It's so important to keep coming back to setting time aside even in the busyness of life to spend with the God who longs to spend time with us, who loves us and just is waiting for us to commune and spend time with him. It's amazing just how much we take for granted the, the, the awesome blessing and privilege it is to be the children of God, the God who created the heavens and the earth and he is truly worthy of all the awe and wonder and adoration that we can bring. It's actually what we were created to do, is to worship Him. I think we're living in a world that eh, is lost in a great sense. Eh, It's losing its sense of wonder. Simple pleasures and experiences have lost their value because instead of looking at a beautiful view and just sitting and being present in the moment, We can be so busy trying to photograph it, post it on social media, see how many likes we get, all those things. So we'll forget just to sit and just take that time and ask God if there's anything he wants to teach us or what he wants to speak to us. So silence and solitude, probably to answer your question is, it'll always be a struggle for me, but I know it's definitely a way to find God's presence
0: and I've been trying to make it more of a daily priority yeah very good that's really it's really good i know one of the things neil had talked about was um nature and so i think for for me i find spending spending time in nature really helpful when it comes to um even just sort of reorientating myself a little bit um I remember when I was at Bible college, one of my lecturers actually started our class off um, by showing us images from the Hubble telescope, um, which captures pictures of space, basically. And if you've never looked at it, I would suggest going and having a wee look sometime. But um, she talked about it in this idea of if you, if I suppose she didn't use the word wonder or enchantment, but in essence, if you are feeling a bit lost with your wonder or enchantment, have a look at these pictures that are so vast and they take such an amazing. Thing that you almost can't quite comprehend the vastness of space but you see these pictures that are taken and the, the glory of creation in that and you can't help but there's something rise up within you that feels worshipful, It feels that sense of reconnection with, um, with the Father and so that's something that I found quite helpful and even just being in nature in general, I think when you take those moments to stop in, in solitude actually if you take those moments to stop and really enjoy nature and your surroundings there's something really special that can happen if you just slow down that a little bit but like you're saying it's definitely uh-huh. <laughs> definitely an easier thing to do in, pr- in talk than it is in practice but um those are the moments for me that i found valuable when i felt <coughs> can feel in that that type of way um and so then um neville followed that with the, with his talk on hitting the wall and how to deal with and be prepared for hitting the wall. Um, And he used um, the verses in Hebrews that talk about the great cloud of witnesses that are cheering us on as we run our race. Um, He talked about not being alone, even in our tiredness and fatigue, even though that can make us feel alone, but we have this great cloud of witnesses that are there cheering us on. And that this need to set aside the things that are weighing us down the things that are going to stop us when we when that wall is looming the things that are going to maybe make us turn aside or slow down um and he talked about in, so the endurance through that and that endurance is the strength that's achieved as you journey through difficult times um, so is there a time that you can think of or is changes that you felt like you've had to make to help you continue your race and to endure and to continue in your steadfast
1: Okay, yes, uh, Neville gave us a very wonderful uh, (laughs) run-through of his marathon experience. Um, But again, when Neville was speaking about uh, just particularly um, laying aside the weights um, and the things that, you know, that we're carrying about that we don't need to be, um, I began to think of what there is in my life that um, I needed to lay down. And so one thing I was thinking about when Neville was speaking is um, my need or desire for perfection. Um, I tend to be a bit of a perfectionist. um, For myself, for I place high expectations on myself. And probably because of this, I end up being frustrated and exhausted sometimes. Um, And one, one example, probably, just in my life and I mean you can all think of your own examples but one example um is have been trying to make this change and lay some stuff down regarding this and um, pre-lockdown whenever groups would come to visit at the castle um especially the bigger the bigger groups and um, for days i would be in a bacon frenzy you know i'd be bacon all homemade cakes, tray bakes, wheat and bread, scones, everything, just thinking that everything had to be perfect, homemade, and by the end of the groups going home, um, I was just exhausted. So the last, I would say the last two groups that have come since lockdown, um, I just thought I need to, you know, change something. So I just went down a Little, got their lovely chocolate cake that Nigel really loves. <laughs> um, I bought biscuits, and bread, I, you know, I still cooked a good home meal, but in um, things that I could, uh, I just, and it was just amazing how much more I was able to enjoy the groups. Um, I just had more time and energy to even interact with them. And I suppose you just realise that nobody really cared about the things that was stressing that I was stressing over and thought important and letting go of that small thing was probably just a release and to know that you know God doesn't expect or want my so-called perfection
0: anyway. Yeah that's really good I think often it's easy to fall into that trap of our own expectations yeah. being the same as what God's expectations mm-hmm. are for us, and often that's not the case. And so, it's really good when you can become aware of that and take steps mm-hmm. to to prevent that becoming um, a pattern in your life. Um, and yet, I think for me, I really love that that definition that Neville used um, that the strength of endurance, sorry, as the strength that's achieved as you've journeyed through difficult times. And I think quite often we look at people who say are running marathons or doing different things or people even looking on at you, Carolyn, hosting all these groups and think, oh, it's no bother to Carolyn, she doesn't, you know, she has 40, 50 people and cooks for them, no bother, or 100 people at a Christmas dinner without even batting an eyelid, and mm-hmm. underneath they don't see the struggle that, that's mm-hmm. taken you to get to that point, point. Um, and so I think it's easy for us to assume that it's easy for everybody else, but when it comes to us actually doing something, then it's really hard for us, uh, so I think it's really helpful to hear those moments of struggle for people, but also how they've dealt with them and come through them. Um, and just being reminded that endurance <coughs> is only achieved through going through those difficult situations and continuing and persevering, um, even when it gets hard. And so that leads us quite well into what Neil spoke about, was, which was finishing well. And he talked about this three 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 C's, which were contemplation, compassion, and curiosity. So contemplation as an idea to pay close attention, compassion, making only making judgments um, in the way that God would make judgments on people. Um, and that they're worth Jesus giving their life for and curiosity um, as a a childlike wonder of asking the question why. Um, So what stood out from you from that week Carol? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah so Neil spoke about the three C's um, which is nice and easy to remember. Um, Contemplation um, again that's quite a difficult one um, especially as I've said in this day and age whenever Everything is instant. Um, There are many distractions just at our fingertips all the time. Um, We don't even stand in a queue for five minutes without reaching for our phones. Um, And if that's your habit, try not doing it sometime and you'll see how hard it really is hard to do. I mean, um, unconsciously we do it without even thinking. Um, So it's going to be a practice to use those five minutes and even. I knew I'm going to talk about this this morning and sitting in the car yesterday, waiting and running to come out of somewhere, and um, the first thing you do is just lift your phone, and um, I thought, you know, this is really hard today. Um, so it's just, right, okay, just take this five minutes and just look around, look about the people in Rich Hill, look at, hey, what's going on? Just ask the Lord if there's anything he just wants to put in your heart to pray for somebody, or whatever it is, so it's going to be a practice, and again, it's it's not easy to to leave those habits, but you just wonder sometimes how many opportunities and experiences are lost to us because we're just not taking notice. Um, compassion, again, sometimes it's really hard to see people the way Jesus does, and I think if we're honest, uh, we all need to, to work on that one. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched The Chosen. Um, we've been watching it uh, come to the last two two series. Um, so I really recommend it, even just uh, to watch. I know it's an actor's portrayal of Jesus, but it's just beautiful to see the way that Jesus interacts with and treats the people he is with and who come to him for healing. There's just pure love and acceptance. And... I think it's something that I need to work on and, um, yes, continue to pray. Uh, And the third C was curiosity. Um, Again, there's nobody as curious as a little child. um, But I think sometimes even the children are losing their curiosity and interest in things at an earlier age. uh, Again, because of all the entertainment that's available to them at the touch of a button. But whenever you see them going out and using their imaginations um, and playing games with pretends, uh, it's really a wonderful thing to watch. And we can learn so much from that. And nobody can ask the questions that a child does. So I was just thinking over, just seeing things through a child's eyes. And uh, I would say I don't really enjoy flying that much. I mean, we do fly a lot, or we did fly a lot. But the flight I will always remember, and stays in my memory, is the flight where we took Eli to Alton Towers for the day. And because he was so excited and happy with the experience of flying, um, we were just seeing it through his eyes, and we really, really enjoyed um, that flight. So sometimes it's good for us to see things through a child's eyes and ask the questions that they ask. Um, you don't even have to be a child to have wonder and curiosity and joy. Uh, we brought Olga with us to Portrush to see the ocean and being from Belarus she had never seen the ocean before so to see her so excited and running about in the water getting her clothes wet was great and we enjoyed that.
0: Yeah I think that's there's something really important in that is that sometimes when we are feeling um, either weary or tired when you see something through someone else's eyes. And when we journey, when journey in this together, we can get perspective from other people and things that gives us a fresh reminder of those feelings of wonder the first time you see the sea or wonder the first time you heard, you can remember hearing the voice of God. And and so I think it's so important to be constantly reminded of those peop- by, by other people and, and, and that's part of the journey. And, and then David then shared with us um, from the verse, ask, seek, and knock. Um, and and all, most of his talk was around asking questions. And so that's all about being in community with other people, all about journeying with other people. Um, and so he talked about asking, learning to ask for help, learning to ask the right questions, and learning to ask others about their journey. Um, and so what, what does that look like for you if you are learning to ask questions or learning to journey with God?
1: Yeah, so, yeah, last week David talked about uh, asking, seeking, and knocking, and again, that was very helpful for me. Um, One thing I'm really bad at is asking for help. I rarely, I don't refuse offers of help, but I practically never ask for help, um, except maybe Ronnie gets asked to wash up sometimes. So I've been thinking about that, and so, Maybe you don't know, but we have a young boy um, living with us from Pakistan. Um, He's uh, been with us since February, Um, but still, there is not. He doesn't have very much English. There is not much interaction with him. Um, He chooses to spend an awful lot of time playing games in his bedroom, Um, and you very rarely see him up out of his bedroom. In fact, he usually plays games all night, sleeps all day. So I was going out to brush out the front deck um, the other morning and Wahab was out smoking a cigarette and that was a miracle in itself that he was up at, what, nine o'clock. So I thought, right, okay, I've been thinking about asking for help and, you know, um, I'm just going to ask him, will he help? So I Showed him the brush and said, "Do you want to help?" So he jumped up and took the brush and started to uh, to brush the deck. So I know that's quite a small thing, but because of the circumstances and everything else, um, I just thought it's a small step, but it's it's a big step in the in the right direction. And um, so. I'm also really bad at asking questions, um, so it's something I need to want to work on as well, because I do believe that iron sharpens iron and uh, sort of it's, it's worthwhile to get beyond the initial awkwardness and have those meaningful conversations that are so beneficial to everyone. And try just to to find out what are other pe- how other people uh, deal with their issues and what is important to them. and it's good to learn from other people's lives. And testimonies and to be inspired by them. So, um, one lady that has always inspired me, um, she's long gone to be with Jesus, but uh, her name is Susanna Wesley. Um, She's mother of John and Charles Wesley. Um, I suppose I identify with her and be inspired by her because she was just an ordinary housewife, an ordinary woman, an ordinary mother who had a very difficult life. Um, She endured a difficult marriage to an unreliable man who was imprisoned twice. Of her 19 children, nine died in infancy, and she brought up the 10 remaining children almost single-handedly. So if you're thinking when I was talking earlier, was all right for you, you have no children. You know, you can have your silence and solitude. But this lady um, had 10 young children um, uh, and bringing them up. So she taught her children that whenever she had her apron on her head, that that was her time to pray and to not disturb her. So even in the busyness of her life, she found some way that worked to have her time with God. She also homeschooled her children and began a Sunday school for them, which quickly grew in number with neighbor's children. And she eventually had 200 children in a barn just telling them about Jesus. So it's it's so inspiring that God can use anyone at all. I mean, Susanna's mission was to her children, but even, you know, through her children and her faithfulness, um, she was mother to some 80 million Methodists in more than 150 or 130 nations. So I would have so many questions for Susanna if she was alive today. But most importantly, I think we need to be able to ask God questions. Um, He is not afraid of any of our questions, even the most hard, difficult ones. And maybe if we take time to listen when we spend time in his presence, we will find out that God wants to answer some of our questions. Or maybe there's things that we will never understand, and they're they're just part of the mystery and wonder of God. Um, When I was driving home uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, I was listening to UCB and you know there was a man talking and he said this quote so I was trying to to remember it till I got home and write it down so I'm just going to finish with this one we can live with the secrets that God has hidden from us by trusting in what
0: he has revealed to us that's great Carolyn thank you uh, great place to finish and I suppose part of these conversations aim um, is maybe funny as they can feel from this end, uh, I think the benefit of them is that we get to hear a bit of each, per- each person that comes up, we get to hear a bit of their story and a bit of how they've connected um, and what they've learned and we get to journey this together and continue working this out together. So thank you so much, Carolyn, for joining me this morning.